Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Today we are in Sugar Hill, Georgia, and we are speaking to Dr. Deborah Cerrone and Dr. Joseph Clarino. Now this is a, a husband-wife team, is this correct? Mm -hmm. And we're at Sugar Hill Spine and Wellness, which means what kind of doctors are you? Let's start with you, Deb. I am a chiropractor. Okay, Joe? Chiropractor as well. Now, were you guys chiropractors before you got married? No. No. When I met her, I was, I was in diapers. And <laughs> we decided to become chiropractors right around kindergarten sometime. <laughs> How did that really happen though? Well, I have been adjusted since the day I was born. My uncle is a chiropractor, uh, gosh, over 40 years. Yeah. He's turned a lot of people onto chiropractic, actually gotten awards for it. And um, so pretty early on, I ended up going down the chiropractic path and his mom started seeing my uncle for chiropractic care and about 12 years old took him to begin getting adjusted because he was a football player and knocking the snot out of himself. <laughs> so he became pretty much my uncle's star patient and then a few years later in high school we met and I took him to my uncle's birthday party and he was like, wait a minute, this is my chiropractor's place <laughs> and that was it. That was it. So you guys, which I think is really funny, are from my town, mm -hmm. and we're in Georgia right now, and you're from Toms River, New yep. Jersey, so I think that's so much fun. <laughs> and you've known each other all those years in New Jersey, and then you end up coming out here. I assume you were chiropractors when you got here. We came here to become chiropractors. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Now it's coming clear. Yeah, we came down for chiropractic school, and we swore we'd never stay, and that was 22 years ago. <laughs> yep. So now we're damn Yankees. According to, according to those others. Exactly. Yeah. I've heard that yeah. for me too. So what exactly, and I know, you know, you are chiropractors, but I'm wondering, and I'm going to ask you this separately, what your passion is. Like, why are you chiropractors? How does this enrich your life in some way? Why is it meaningful to you? Deb, what about you? Ladies first. I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, I would imagine it began with getting adjusted as a child and hanging out in my uncle's office and having friends and family get adjusted by my uncle and this just the stories my uncle would adjust my grandfather had two strokes they said he'd never walk out of the hospital he'd never move his left arm and he'd never speak and my uncle would go to the hospital and adjust him two three times every day and he did all of the things they said that he wouldn't uh, my little cousin had meningitis and they said she'd never come out of the coma. In two days she was out, other kids in the same situation, still in there. Um, you know, I watched all of these things happen my whole life and so when I finally decided to become a chiropractor, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And so my fellowship, well I eventually got my fellowship in, in pediatrics and so that's my passion. Um, I adjust babies the day they're born just like I was and I see babies with colic, ear infections, asthma allergies, uh, you name it, 
all of these things begin to go away just from releasing the pressure off the nerve system by adjusting the spine. And uh, these kids are growing up and I'm going to their high school graduations and their weddings and they're having babies naturally and healthy and they're following through as they get older. So it's been really an amazing thing to watch the, the process happen from adjusting these kids when they're little and watching them grow up and have a healthy lifestyle without drugs and medication and you know, seeing them grow up happy and healthy is, is just a really amazing thing to see because you don't see that a lot anymore. So fulfilling, I'm sure. Mm, it's amazing. What about you, Dr. Joe? Wow, it's, uh, it's funny. The passion of chiropractic for me was a little different. Um, when my wife decided to come down and go, go to school, um, I'm the 10th one in the family as a chiropractor. So it's in the family. And so for me, I came down kind of as a secondary idea. You know, it wasn't really... I've always been into health and sports and just, you know, taking care of my body. And it was weird. So it was kind of like the next thing to do, but it really was my passion. And so what happened was I got into practice and sometimes just having that mentor and that leadership brings you to that next level. And she was always the rhino in the process, you know what I mean? So I kind of followed that suit and watched that happen. And what was interesting from that, it was you hear stories of people coming in daily telling what's going on with their family, where they've been and where they haven't gotten results or help. And then, and then all of a sudden you take care of them and they get well. And then, or, you know, they bring their baby to you, who's their newborn first child and they hand them to you. That's like the sword. It's like the gift, you know what I mean? Like they're passing the sword to you. And so I started to see this, this unique thing unfold. And so for me it became, it wasn't my initial passion. And then all of a sudden I just started to see what it could do and how it could change lives. And then all of a sudden, it just started to click and grow inside me. And then that's when it started to turn over and go. And then about six years ago, um, I got sick. I, got, uh, I had Hashimoto's disease, which is basically my body attacking my thyroid. And at the time, you know, it was just I was working out a ton, running 20, 25 miles a week. You'd think I was the healthiest guy in the world. And it ended up being that I hurt my shoulder. It wouldn't get well. I got an MRI, and it was negative. And I was stumped. Here I am, the doctor, and I had no idea what was wrong with me. So I went and saw a friend of mine, and I said, hey, look what's going on. And he basically told me, I think you have a thyroid problem. And I was like, no way. There's no way. So we did some testing, and I found out that I had leaky gut syndrome, which is a GI issue. I had parasites in my stool. My hormones were tanked. My testosterone was bottomed out. My adrenals were messed up, and I had Hashimoto's disease. So here I was, the, the picture of health, preaching the health. Right? I'm, the, I'm, I'm that guy, and then here I am falling apart on the left. So that was a huge shift for me about six years ago. And so from there, I started getting into it and studying all that side of it. And so now I've incorporated all the nutritional dietary things as well as chiropractic and that lifestyle. And we've created this culture in our practice that allows people to come in and, and get out of the jungle, if you will, and come in and say, hey, look, this is how you can live. You can do it as a family. You can go gluten-free. You can do things that you want to choose. You could eat healthy. You just have to learn and take baby steps. And we just give them little baby spoonfuls. And before they know it, they've, eat, they've eaten plates, you know. And so little by little, and that we've gone, we've taken so much pride in that, so much fun in that, is to just not watch a person change, we'll watch families change. Mm. What do you think was your greatest hesitation or challenge? Because you go through this experience, right? And now 
you're you're saying because I, I have audience members who are listening to what you guys are talking about and they have their own passions that they're either not acting on or they're just not taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So you took your already created professional career here and then you put your own personal spin on it. Did you have any hesitations doing that or any challenges? Yeah, you know, I mean, like when I first got into the whole, you know, functional medicine side of it, it's another language. It's like, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a totally different world of what we do. Although the philosophy is the same of finding the cause, just as we do it chiropractically, the language in what you do and how you do it is, it's a whole learning curve. And I mean, I literally try to read one or two hours a day on something that's happening in that world. And I feel like the more I know, the less I know. So there's days I'm overwhelmed, the days I feel like I'm, I'm just like, do I know enough, do I know enough? And then I just stop or she'll remind me and I just, re just sit back and say, wait a second, you know what? What we do is so different and unique and that we allow people to grow and I'm always going to continue to learn. I just got to recheck myself and just and ground myself back down again. And because I just keep going at it every day. and Because that can be extremely overwhelming. Well, it is. I mean, the hard part of it is that you know, you can have 20 people in the same room with the same diagnosis, yes. and every single person has gotten to that place a different way. You can't treat people um, with the same medication, <clears throat> excuse me, to cover the symptoms that they're feeling because you're not really getting to the cause of their problem. And so these people end up going down this cycle. They keep, they keep mm -hmm. following the same trail as everybody else and, and eventually breaking down even more because they never actually got healthy. They just felt better for a little while. Well, and Dr. Deb, you treating newborn babies and little babies, I mean, that's, you know, that's a big responsibility. Did you have any hesitations or challenges making that decision to say? No, no, to, it, to me, it was just innate. Like I was, I don't feel that I chose chiropractic. I felt I was chosen to be a chiropractor. So I just followed the prompts. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't do. You know, mom wants you to do something. Dad wants you to do something. Society says you're good at this or that. And so you should go you know, follow that path. and people I think Joe was fighting that a little bit. Oh, he definitely was. I was fighting that one. <laughs> yeah. He's... And I was a jock and you know, I had that stigmatism of not being the smart guy, you know what I mean, or, mm -hmm. or being that guy. So I just, I kind of believe that, you know. You people, you're told things as a kid and as a child and uh, not by my parents so much, but it was, it was more just by society because that's what I did. And I was lazy. I didn't want to do anything. And then so all of a sudden I got older and I realized I was that. You know, and I had to break all those things, which was hard. And and I'm sure, I mean, many women who want to go into, you know, become doctors, like lots of times can say the same thing that they they were they were pushed outside of that box mm -hmm. because they were female and they weren't seen as being science minded, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're always well, especially chiropractic, because women I hear women say all the time, "Oh, I'm too small. I'm not strong enough." And there's a lot of different techniques that you can implement to adjust somebody. You just have to find what's right for you and the people who need that technique, they're gonna to come to you, you'll find them. What do you think, Dr. Deb, you've learned most about yourself in this journey? Oh, I have learned. That's a million dollar question. <laughs> wow. um, I have learned to listen to my innate, to listen to that inner voice and know that it matters. My voice matters because I used to shut it down and I don't like to argue, I'm not confrontational. So I would let other voices kind of overpower mine and just be okay with taking the back seat. And um, I realized about 40 years old, <laughs> to my husband's dismay, <laughs> that I, I have a voice that needs to be heard. And, you know, I don't need to shout it out, but I, my opinion matters. And he never shut me down. He just has a bigger voice, so I just let him have it. 
And um, it's been really empowering to be able to share that, what I used to hold back, to share that. And I think it's enriched our lives as a couple and as business partners to be able to, you know, open myself up more. Powerhouse, simply put. <laughs> well, you know, my crew and I, I mean, we're on a 50 state tour. We're all about powerhouse all of both varieties, male and female. Mm -hmm. So love to see it. <laughs> Dr. Joe, you talked about your your history and things that you know you personally experienced and i am constantly seeing this with my guests is that they go through these things and then they are able to use it to help other people do you think that what are your thoughts on that you know it's i think pain of purpose is is where it really lies you know what i mean and i think sometimes like if you don't go through the pain you can never get to the purpose and, and, and so for us, like when we first started practice, we had no place to live. So we, we had an, a home office. We lived in a waiting room floor for the first three months and laughed. It was so much fun. Giggled. Oh, I would think that would be a blast. <laughs> yeah. Giggled ourselves to sleep. We'd mm -hmm. slide the mattress out of the closet, put it against the headboard of our front desk, put the antennas up on the TV and fall asleep giggling. Because At we 3 o'clock in the morning after we came back from other jobs downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and giggle because we were living our dream. Right. You know, we didn't know what we didn't know. And I think a lot of times what happens in life is that I think fear mm. is our biggest enemy. I didn't know the wall we were going to hit. I didn't know the obstacles that were in front of me because I never had experience anymore. So we just went at it. Yeah. So to us, there was just no option. Right. Like we have to get to the other side and nothing's going to get in the way. And we hit a wall. We just could climb it up and go over it. Mm -hmm. And then we just hit another wall, climb and go. But the problem is every time you hit a wall, then you know the wall. And then the next time you see it, fear sets in because you're like, I don't know if I can do that again. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what holds people back so much in life and, and, and success is that they let those walls become their obstacles. But yet you look at other people and they just, they hurdle them. And I, I think when we were on fire in the beginning there, we just like, we were so giddy with just the fact that we were living our dream that nothing mattered. And we just hurdled the walls. It just kept going. So what'd you learn about yourself then? Well, you know, the interesting about that was that I, I just, Found my, I always found things easy. Like if I thought wanted to do something, I'd pick it up and I was, I was blessed in the sense to do it. Well, practice was a little different. It's like golf. It looks really easy. You get out there, swing a ball. How hard could it be? Until you go out there and swing a ball and try to hit it. And then all of a sudden I got in practice and it wasn't easy. And it literally, literally almost took me out. I had a nervous breakdown almost. I just cracked because I realized that this is something that's just not easy to push. It was about me learning about me and being a better me. And the more we became better us, the better our practice got. And it's a direct reflection of who you are and what you, the mirror that you reflect out. And that was a hard learning lesson because never in my life before did I have to have that perspective. You know what I mean? And so then I had to start doing that. And I'm still, I think it's a lifelong journey. You just mm -hmm. constantly work on that. So. I mean, the one thing that I'm noticing you saying is everything that you're talking about is a decision. Once you make that decision, yes. once you make that decision, go for it, go for it. And it's all in the decision making. But I'm wondering what advice you would give my audience, each of you, to pursue their passions, knowing that this has not been easy, but that you've loved your journey and that you're really loving where you're at in your lives. So what advice would you give people, Dr. Deb? Well, I would say think about everything you've ever been through your entire life right? Even the hard things, there's always an end to it, right? 
but you can make a choice of how you want to get to that end. And if you want to be able to utilize that difficult time as a tool to reach your destiny, or if you want to be a victim and allow it to take you down, because it is your choice no matter what. I mean, we've had a lot of really difficult things that we never thought that we would get through. And we always did. We're here today because we decided not to let it suck us in and stop us from living our lives and stop us from achieving our dreams. And so we've had a lot of failures. Um, you know, getting to where we've gotten didn't come easy. Uh, actually, we're constantly saying like, isn't anything easy, <laughs> right? Life isn't easy. And I think as kids, we've heard it all probably a thousand times. You know, mom said, always said, nobody said life is easy. It's not, but you know, five years is gonna go by, no matter what, as long as you're still alive, you're gonna live five years. And you can either be right where you are, you can be back a few steps, or you can move forward. But you have to make those decisions, um, you know, where you want to be and what you're willing to sacrifice to get there. Same question. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think it's, it's amazing. I, uh, you know, I've learned so much about myself through this journey and, and I continue to do so. And I think that's where people have to be real with themselves. I think that's probably the first thing mm -hmm. is that I think so often more we lie to ourselves because we're afraid of the outcome. And so I think just being grounded to yourself and being truthful with yourself and saying, really, what am I good at? What do I really love to do? What do I really, what do I really want to do in this world? If, you know, someone asked me a long time ago to write my own eulogy. Wow, that was a mover, right? So I had this conversation with a bunch of guys about a month ago. So my friend wrote mine for me. Talk about wow. It was so funny. I wrote mine and it was this big. He wrote it and his vision for me was a thousand times bigger. So, so I think the other side of that is that we're self-limiting, you know? And then when he wrote it for me, it made me realize, oh my God, I'm, I, would th I thought I was thinking big. And then I realized how small I was thinking. So be truthful to yourself and think big. Just think big. People, I think the world lets us, boxes us in. Like you can be anything and do anything. You just think crazy and think, oh, it's obscure. And then one day you live it and you go, wow, that really happened. But if you never thought it and put it out there, you can never get there. I want to thank you guys so much for this great advice that you gave my audience. Really, I mean, it's just your passion is so evident and true and authentic, and I just love it so much. And I want people to be able to look you up. So what is your contact information? You have a website? Yep, we are Sugar Hill Spine and Wellness in Sugar Hill, Georgia. Our website is www.sugarhillspineandwellnessand.org. Um, Six, seven, eight. 482-4400. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you'd like to share? Um, you know what, don't surround yourself with naysayers. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't think you can do what you know you can do. And that's a part of listening to that inner voice and just chasing the dream. Yeah. Hang out with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Grass grows grass and weeds grow weeds. Yep. So hang out with grass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.